Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. This episode is called Building in Public, How to Build a Manipuli. And what that is, you will learn about after a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by FE International. They're a market-leading M&A advisor and they help founders like you exit their businesses. They've been completing hundreds of millions in SaaS, e-commerce, and content business acquisitions since 2010. So they've been around for quite a while, seen everything, I guess. And um, recently looked into it, they have a bootstrap SaaS entrepreneur, Kenny Schumacher, who recently went through the exit process with FE International for a second time and has sold over seven, seven figures worth of businesses through FE International. And this year, he divested from his high-growth B2B recurring subscription business. And as an experienced entrepreneur, he grew his company to a flourishing SaaS offering and had a team of 60 people. But in the end, and I can relate to that quite strongly, he felt he was ready to start building something new. And he says, uh, and I quote, before it was listed, I had to provide the financials and information on the business and then took a month to prepare. In total, the sale took around two months, which is relatively short. It was a smooth process with FE International, and I felt like the exit went very well, end quote. And I can agree with them. Two months for such a transaction, that is quite fast. So if you're curious about how much your business could be worth, and if now is the time to sell, FE International offers free valuations, and I would highly recommend you taking them up on that, because that is super helpful. Go to feinternational.com to learn more, and check them out. And now... Let's get started. There's a quote that I hear quite a lot in my my work, and it's riches lie in the niches. Riches lie in the niches. Depending on how you pronounce the word niche or niche, this is either a great rhyme or at least a very pithy a- aphorism. And it's not just about building businesses either, right? This kind of niche thing is not just a business niche. Narrowing down your target audience before you build any business, is a great way to focus your attention and then create the opportunities that you need for yourself and your personal brand. And consider this. Every well-known expert out there is an expert in a particular subject. No one calls themselves just an expert. Right? They immediately add their field of expertise. We're either experienced SEO specialists or doctors of internal medicine or historians of warfare in the early Middle Ages. We're not just specialists, doctors, or historians. We specialize. We niche down our interests into some kind of snappy phrase. And that's where the manipuli comes into play. A manipuli exists when you turn your expertise into a reputational advantage within the well-defined niche. To build a manipuli, and you probably know that this means like a mini-monopoly, you distinctively position yourself that so that others, other members of your community, associate you with one particular aspect or topic or theme. It's a niche brand monopoly based on your reputation within a niche community. So that's the definition of what a monopoly is for me. And there's this expression that many who are building in public use to describe themselves, or better yet, are being described as. And that is the writing guy for example, or the hacker gal, or the lifestyle designer. These creators have titles that are not about hierarchy, 
like CEO or assistant to the regional manager. That is just old fashioned stuff. And those old fashioned titles are pecking order signals, status signals that don't carry much weight in communities and audiences nowadays. Titles and ranks like these are about being conventional and playing a game that others have set up for you. But a minimalistic title claims expertise-based ownership of a solid chunk of a domain. If you're the person for X, with X being whatever you want it to be, writing, hacking, lifestyle, doesn't matter, then everyone who is interested in X will have heard of you eventually. They will also know that you're such an expert in your field that you're trailblazing it. You're setting new trends. You're actually working towards improving the lives of everybody in your field. And as a manipulist, you're always practicing your craft. Manipulists are active in their communities and they contribute to the process of knowledge generation and distribution in their field. And that just really means, in short, that they're teachers. As highly experienced teachers too, they attract students of all kinds of experience levels. People are just starting, people have been in there for years, doesn't matter if you are a, a manipulator, if you have a manipulator in, in any kind of field, people will be attracted to you. And that means that a manipulist can't ever afford to stop learning for themselves. Because practicing what you teach is central to keeping your reputational advantage in any kind of community. The moment you start talking the talk without walking the walk, you'll lose contact with the shared reality that your audience lives in and they will stop trusting you. I wouldn't want to be operated on by a surgeon who stopped learning about surgery in the late 90s. I expect the people that work on me, for me, with me, to always be on the top of their game. And your audience expects you to stay on top of developments in your field. They expect you to be involved. That's why you always have to practice. And like a monopoly in the business world, a monopoly needs to be maintained and sometimes defended over time. But, and here's the difference, unlike true monopolies, monopolies aren't exclusive. Having multiple writing guys or the bootstrapping guys or whatever won't make their each of their individual contributions any smaller or less impactful. It's just going to be more to choose from. And even if a space is already saturated, you can niche down further. And that's just a great way of zooming in even more precisely. Being Instead of being the writing guy, you could think about being the, the fiction writing guy or the historical fiction writing guy or the historical fiction writing guy who writes from a perspective of... Whatever, right? You you just you can niche down so far that you don't need any further explanation. People will understand what you are about. The world is just big enough to allow for every creator, founder, and entrepreneur to become their whole unique self without infringing on another person's uniqueness. And if you're starting out by making a reputation for yourself as a startup founder, I want you to learn that even you're even more impactful as a writer and a public builder. Well, then that's not a problem. It's an opportunity. And for me, that is actually reality. I right? wanted to be a founder sharing stuff. I noticed writing is my thing and building in public, writing in public is even better. And now that is my life. That's my unique potential. And all our unique potential lies at the intersection of our most marketable skills. The more overlapping skill sets we find in ourselves, the easier it will be to position ourselves as unique contributors. Just make the best of who you are. Use all the facets of your life. 
Because your Monopoly, the thing you build, is flexible. You can grow, reshape, and change it over time. And that's because Monopolies are self-fulfilling prophecies. From the moment you claim to be the person for X and then contribute your knowledge and experience, you become the person for X. The more you spend time creating and curating content for the people following for that X, the more expertise you'll build, further reinforcing your status as the expert for X. And whenever you redefine the X, you become that person again for the redefined version of it. You strengthen and solidify your manipulation whenever you learn and then teach something new about the field of interest. The more you put in, the more you get out of it. Learning and teaching comes as a loop once you build a public manipulation. Building this manipulation may not be easy, and it just takes time. Like all good things, it takes quite a while to get people's attention, sustained attention, find new people to follow you on your journey, find the way to share stuff with them so they understand that you're an expert. It's, it's, an, it's a big effort, but it's worth it. The long-term advantages of staking out your niche, staking out a claim for your niche in a huge industry, there's a lot of them that's manifold. And I'm just going to name a couple here. The first and most notable one is that you become a household name within the conversations and often also the literature of the field. People will recommend you as the person to follow. The content that you produce will be widely disseminated throughout your communities. People will link to it. People will share it. People will explain it to others. Use it as part of their own work. And if you ever wanted to write a book, you'll have an audience for it. Because most of what you talk about is already out there, validated and understood and valued by people. Here's another advantage. As you leave evidence of your ambition everywhere, when people think of somebody that they can hire for insight or quality services, you'll be front of mind because you are everywhere. No matter if you're looking for a job or freelance work or investment opportunities, they'll come knocking because people can't help but stumble into your work again and again. So by being there, by having this manipulation in that particular space, you are so present in their minds that you're going to be one of the first names to come up with. You see this on Twitter. When people um, tweet about, if somebody's asking, I, I'm a writer, who should I follow? And it's quite reliably the the people, yeah, it's quite reliably the people that have this kind of manipulate in the space that are the first to be mentioned. Because there are always writing guys or writing girls or writing people in there. And they have established such a strong brand that whenever somebody asks about writing, they are the first to be mentioned. And that's what you want to be. You want to be first of mind when people think about a particular topic. Another advantage that comes from that too is that you'll stay informed about current events in your field. Because if you surround yourself with an eager audience, you're just going to be pulled into conversations and projects that are front-running the newest developments in the industry. You won't be able to avoid knowing things as early as possible because people just tell you. And that allows you to participate in those often industry-changing conversations and exchanges. So by being embedded in your community and being one of the pillars of that community, people just flock to you and they bring news, they bring interesting projects and ideas to you before they come to anybody else. And that is really cool. And that's not just everybody in the community. In particular, you'll also have access to other experts and highly reputable players. Again, new job opportunities, partnerships, and just on the baseline, deeply committed relationships await. Because experts from other fields will go to you first 
when they're interested in your area of expertise. Because experts like to interact with experts. So by building a monopoly, being somebody who everybody refers to as an expert in their field, you'll attract other experts, and that's going to make life just so much easier for you. Opportunities come from that, and all, all kinds of interesting things. But, as with all things related to building in public, creating your very own monopoly can also have its disadvantages. And there are a few risks to be aware of, so let's talk about them here. Monopolies can limit you. If you're the writing guy, for example, again, your audience will expect you to almost exclusively talk about writing. And of course, you can tackle a broad range of topics, writing as a profession or copywriting to increase conversions or the mental health advantages of journaling, but you're kind of locked into at least tangentially making it about writing at all times. For many creators, that's not a problem, because after all, the fields we work in and on are vast and diverse and always exciting. And if you could talk about your passion for hours and end to friends and family, consider turning it into manipulate. You'll never run out of ideas. That's how I feel. I think with this episode today, I'm 114 episodes into my podcast. And I feel like I've barely touched maybe 5 to 10% of what I actually want to talk about. I don't think I'm ever going to write out of stuff that I could talk about. But even if you think you, you may be limited because um, you are new, right? It, new to a field, not all is lost. Even if you're new to a particular field and still want to build a manipulate, you don't need to be an expert to establish a reputation. All you need is the desire to become that expert. Because if you display the willingness to learn and to, sh to share the experiences and learnings that you encounter, people will start following, trusting, and helping you. It's more than enough to want to become an expert, to share the journey towards that, to build your desired brand. And that's another risk. This will be a brand, a public brand. And that comes with its own set of problems. Building a monopoly exposes you to scrutiny of a level that you may have never faced before. If hundreds and thousands of people are watching whatever you say, you can be pretty sure that your content will be interpreted a hundred or thousand different ways. Anything you'll say can and will be used against you. Hopefully not, but you know, there's always a chance. The more controversial your words, the more public backlash you'll have to face. Some people have very little issue with that because they have a pretty thick skin. Others will spend a lot of their focused attention on making sure that their content is well-balanced and well-explained. Well, yeah, you're not everyone's cup of tea and you don't have to be. Right? You can, however, try to be inclusive and supportive. It's always a good idea to be nice. That's how I approach my social interactions. And that makes building a public brand easier too. Because you're eventually operating at scale. Manipulies make you a central figure. And your name becomes familiar in the community. And that makes you an attractive target for many good and a couple more sinister things. So people will be reaching out with ideas, asking for advice, and trying to get to test their products, which is a lot of fun and gives you a lot of insight into what's going on. Others are looking for partnerships or just affiliation with you and your growing reputation. So there's a kind of transactional component to that as well. And then there are those who want to use that particular thing, your reputation, for their own selfish gains. Right? They want to make money of you. They want to, might want to scam you, cheat you, or just use you to further their own goals. And you'll need to learn to say no or say nothing at all. For better or worse, you'll need to learn to judge and discriminate. 
And depending on how you come across as a person, you'll invite the attention of certain kinds of people. So be mindful what image you project and who is attracted by that. That's all I can say. Because I'm right now, I guess, at 40,000 people who follow me on Twitter. And I get a lot of interesting messages. Let's just say that, right? There's a lot of amazing stuff. A lot of people who I have a wonderful time communicating with. And then there are the weird ones. And you have to learn how to deal with that. I mostly ignore them. Other people point out stuff or, or um, share stuff in public. I'm not that kind of person. But you'll have to find a way how you can deal with this public brand existing on a larger scale eventually. You'll learn how to do that. Most of most brands that are being built right now, they are, they are growing slowly and um, reliably. So you, you're not just going to have a spike of tens or hundreds of thousands of followers. This usually increases pretty steadily and you'll learn how to deal with these things one thing at a time. But you will reach a certain point. And at that point, the manipuli is not so mini anymore. Many additional challenges arise when you reach a certain level of fame. And um, there was an article by Tim Ferriss. He shared his experience with becoming a very public figure. And that's definitely a risk. He talks about receiving threatening messages and stalkers and all sorts of harassment. That's a real possibility for people who reach those highest echelons of public notoriety. So be aware of the downsides of fame. Talk to people who are on the same journey as you are in other fields or in your own. It doesn't really matter. And just exchange notes. But until then... The upsides of building a manipuli, reaching people, being embedded and understanding things better and being uh, the person of renown that people go to when they need help, when they need opportunities, when they find opportunities, those upsides heavily outweigh the potential drawbacks. So all in all, building a manipuli is a wonderful and rewarding activity. As long as it's intentional and still conducive to your entrepreneurial efforts, it's a highly recommended approach to thinking about your personal brand within your communities. Become the person for X, whatever that X is for you, and doors will open that you never expected to be able to walk through. Build a manipuli for yourself that will keep growing while you grow. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Bootstrap Funner podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avidkal, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L, and you can check out the blog at thebootstrappedfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosold.com and The Embedded Entrepreneur at embeddedentrepreneur.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter and send an email to arvid at thebootsofunder.com. If you want to support me at the Boots of Funder podcast too, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.